0: Hello, this is Guru Maher from newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Saturday, the 18th of February. In a recent development, the Election Commission of India recognized the Eknath Shinde faction as the original party founded by Balasaheb Thakre and allotted them the name Shiv Sena, with the party symbol bow and arrow. The commission based its decision on a test on the majority where the group of MLAs supporting the Eknath Shinde group had received nearly 76% of the votes for the party's 55 winning candidates in the 2019 Maharashtra Assembly elections. The MLAs of Uddhav Thakre faction got only 23.5% of votes. This decision comes after a long-standing dispute between the two factions over the party's name and symbol since last June. Previously, the Election Commission had frozen the bow and arrow symbol of the Shiv Sena and had allotted the two swords and shield symbol to the Eknath Shinde faction and the flaming torch symbol to the Uddhav Thakri faction for the bipoles in the Adneri East Assembly Constituency. However, in its recent order, the Commission froze the name Balasaib Anchi Shiv Sena and the symbol Two Swords in a Shield previously allotted to Eknat Shinde faction but asked the Uddhav Thakri faction to continue with the flaming torch symbol allotted to them. The Election Commission also criticized the undemocratic norms of the Shiv Sena's original constitution which enables the party president to name the Electoral College, which in turn elects him. The Commission said this was against the spirit of democracy and negates the purpose of the entire exercise. The Commission has asked the Shinde faction to amend the 2018 constitution of the party in line with the relevant sections of the Representation of People Act 1951. Finally, the Election Commission has called for more transparency in the internal functioning of all political parties and has asked them to periodically upload a copy of their constitutions and the list of their office bearers on their websites. The Commission has emphasised that the constitutions of the political parties should provide free, fair and transparent elections to the post of office bearers. The CBI has called Delhi's Deputy Chief Minister Manish Sisodia for questioning on February 19 in the Delhi Excise Policy case. In August 2022, the CBI had registered a case against Sisodia and 14 others to investigate the irregularities in formation and implementation of the said policy. The Enforcement Directorate is also conducting a money laundering probe based on the CBI case and has arrested nine people. According to the charge shield filed by the ED, the ARP's top leaders created the excise policy to generate illegal funds for themselves by promoting cartel formation and awarding exorbitant wholesale and retail profit margins to their alleged confidence. The quote-unquote kickback money was supposed to be returned through stakes in Indo Spirit and extra credit notes. Some of this quote-unquote kickback was also allegedly used for the ARP poll campaign ahead of the Goa Assembly elections in 2022 with cash payments made to volunteers through quote-unquote Havala channels. In exciting news, an Indian Air Force plane carrying 12 cheetahs arrived in Madhya Pradesh from South Africa on Saturday. The animals were flown to Gwalior this morning. They will be transported to the Kuno National Park KNP, in Shiopur district this afternoon, where Union Minister Bhupendra Yadav and Chief Minister Shivraj Singh Shohan will release them into the wild. This is the second set of cheetahs to be reintroduced in India. Prime Minister Narendra Modi released the first set of eight from Nambia on the 17th of September 2021. The latest set has seven male and five female cheetahs. According to experts, the cheetah will first be put into quarantine enclosures called bomas. KNP's director Uttam Sharma shared that the park has arranged 10 quarantine bomas for the South African cheetahs, with two pairs of cheetahs being kept in two of these facilities. Sharma added, and I quote, we have completed our preparations to receive the big cats, unquote. The cheetah, once native to India, had died in the country by 1947. It was declared extinct from the country in 1952. However, India and South Africa signed an MOU for the translocation of the felines as part of India's ambitious cheetah reintroduction program. This latest development is a big step towards bringing back the once-native cheetah population in India. Listeners, Siddiq Kapan, an Indian journalist, was recently released on bail after spending over two years in custody. The authorities have accused him of a conspiracy to fuel unrest and of links with banned outfit PFI. However, Kappan has denied these accusations. In an interview with Manisha Pandey, Kappan talks about his time in jail and his plans for the future. It is titled, Sadiq Kappan on UAPA, 800 Days in Jail and Dissent. We can bring you such interviews and reports only because you've got our back. Subscribe to newslaundry.com and pay to keep news free. A subscription starts at only 300 rupees a month. The Ministry of Union Housing and Urban Affairs has announced that it will take over 123 properties of the Delhi Waqf Board, including mosques, dargahs and graveyards. ARP MLA Amayatullah Khan showed concern and anger as the board's chairman and stated that he would not allow the central government to take over the waqf properties. The Land and Development Office LNDO, of the Housing and Urban Affairs Ministry has written to the board, Informing them of the decision to absolve them of all matters pertaining to the 123 properties in question on the orders of the Delhi High Court, the Government of India formed a two-member committee headed by retired Justice S. P. Garg to look into the issue of denotified work properties. But the Delhi Work Board neither appeared before the committee nor filed any representation or objection regarding the properties. The L N D O has decided to absolve the board from all matters pertaining to the 123 properties and will conduct physical inspection of the properties. Khan said that the LNDO has pasted their notices at the 123 properties, which has caused quote-unquote widespread anxiety, fear and resentment among the Muslim community. The Delhi Waqf Board has already filed a petition in the High Court against the formation of the two-member committee and the matter is still pending. Khan also claimed there was no direction to constitute a two-member committee by the High Court in its order dated August 20, 2014. The 123 properties are used by the Muslim community and the day-to-day management was done by mutawalis or the management committees appointed by the Delhi Waqf Board. Khan claimed that according to the Waqf Act, all properties fall under the Concern Board, which in this case is Delhi Waqf Board. In Pakistan's most populous city of Karachi, security forces successfully regained control of the head office of the Karachi Police Chief after it was attacked by five heavily armed terrorists belonging to the banned terrorist organization tehreek taliban Pakistan. All five terrorists were killed during the operation, which also resulted in deaths of two police constables, one Pakistani ranger and a civilian. The exchange between the terrorists and security forces lasted almost four hours, with two of the terrorists blowing themselves up. The explosion also damaged one of the floors of the building. Conflicting reports have emerged about the number of individuals involved in the attack. According to the agencies, the identification process is ongoing. And the cleanup operation is being carried out meticulously in the building. The attack is a big concern for the Sindh government as the police chief's office is located on the main road with several strategic installations in the vicinity. But Sindh's chief minister, Syed Murad Ali Shah, said the incident would not affect the Pakistan Super League matches scheduled for this weekend. Since the breakdown of the ceasefire agreement between the TTP and the Pak government in November last year, the group has increased its attack on security forces and their installations. Mosques and markets in different parts of the country. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you on Monday. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent.